You're listening to a Hindustan Times podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, National Books Editor Hindustan Times, and this is the Books and Authors podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I speak to authors who've got a new book out. Hi, so today we have with us Apupan uh, also known as uh, George Martin, that's his actual name. And um, uh, he's the author with Laurent Daudet, Daudet uh, of Dream Machine, AI and the Real World, this graphic novel that's like really interesting and arresting and captivating and all that. And, uh, you know, tell me how you met Laurent and, you know, he's a scientist, he's a you know, CEO of a company and he's a a tech guy and a professor at a university in France. So, you know, tell us how you got together with him, how the two of you collaborated on this. How did this happen? This unusual yep. collaboration. Yeah. So it was, uh, it, it is one thing that I really liked how it happened. Uh, I happened to be at a, a dinner in Paris and at a friend's place and he told me this AI guy is coming. And then I just uh, bumped into him and I started talking to him, showed him some comics and everything. And uh, I started asking about AI. And suddenly this guy was telling me the uncomfortable parts of AI, which I don't really hear from many of my tech friends in Bangalore and around. I usually find that the tech people are very protective about their area. Usually don't divulge any of the uh, damaging secrets about like how it works and all that. It's always more technology is the only answer to bad technology uh, that I hear all the time. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. So here I was suddenly hearing about the amount of resources it takes to tra- train these machines and uh, that... Uh, also that we may run out of resources if we go like this for some more time. So suddenly I was like, okay, um, this seems like a very urgent thing that we have to do, like, you know, finish off our resources and train these AI uh, things. Uh, and I, so I liked this take on it and I started asking more. And uh, the initial idea was to create a short explainer about AI because like we figured, I figured from my residency also, like with a bunch of artists over there, everyone's worried about AI and it didn't matter yes. whether it was artist or like carpenter or uh, writer or anybody. Uh, so, but also uh, nobody clearly knew what its capabilities are. We are sort of riding on some movies we've seen and some idea we have of AI, which may have been brought to us by Western interests. Um, and even even now, like uh, there's a lot of effort in um, softening that image of AI that we have from a business perspective. So I just wanted to like inform people about it with this scientist's input uh, and lay it out for people to have it before they make an opinion just to like understand what this whole thing is. We were trying to give an unbiased thing um, about AI because a lot of it is very pro-AI. A lot of the narrative I find, uh, uh, we don't go into the uncomfortable parts at all. We play with all these generative like uh, things that are so funny. It's almost like social media. So it's got a very friendly approach right now, uh, but we don't know what's behind it, uh, how deep it goes and how it is going to affect our lives and stuff. So I thought... Um, I'm usually scared of collaborations, but this one worked very organically. And then we found a publisher who asked for more um, 
can you make it a thriller kind of thing like you know more like dystopia and more action in it uh, not while we are informing people so much so but my job was to basically make it a story and write it and wet it with lore um to get that whole flow and all the information into our narrative that was mostly my challenge and the drawing after that but uh, that's how it came about hmm. and and there is a lot of information i mean like when i especially at the beginning you know like i'm reading it and thinking my god this is a lot of info and you know it's like placed there but because it's <clears throat> placed in this format one can actually understand it you know and digest it otherwise if i just saw this in plain text i would have been asleep you know what i mean so how did <laughs> how did you work with that because i thought that was a challenge that you've managed to kind of you know grapple with i hope we managed it uh, uh one of the things i i was getting uh, i probably studied this thing for about 5 months just to uh, get an understanding of how to crunch it or deal with it as a story uh so uh, lorna had these teaching modules that he'd sent me uh and all the chapters are basically we know what information is coming in there from these modules and then the rest is up to me to write how it is but during that crunching of that thing there's a lot of up and down and uh, i'm also asking many questions where i feel this is suspicious this kind of like uh, you know uh, do we have the uh data behind it to say for sure it's going to be like that so i've been i've been questioning all the time uh the way i went about it was okay i don't know anything about this now if i can understand what he's saying and then i can put it down with images it should be uh accessible for most people because i'm very low on that scale of like how good i am with tech so if i can put it down like that then most people should be able to get it uh of late we've been seeing a lot of interest in um not in comics as such but representing uh, complex ideas through comics or making it simpler through comics to uh, explain things you know so that kind of informational like uh, comics have been coming in a lot uh, i make some money also on that kind of stuff so i understood that okay this is the area that we have to go to and then the visualization part is pure fun once have written the thing the visualization is fun because it's totally like uh, new territory we don't know how to visualize these uh, large language models getting trained yeah. with like you know <laughs> we don't know it so yeah. it's a, it's a sort of like a new territory to visualize it and if i understand it correctly then i can make some connections in it so if the yeah. reader can follow with some motives through that thing then it makes it more of a easier exercise to go through i thought and i yeah. think it's worked because a few reviews say that you know the visualization is interesting in the early reviews from the french uh, side so i think it's working but uh, yeah i had fun lauren said it's like very good but like uh, let's see how it goes <laughs> i noticed the, the visuals i mean you you played with them and you you know you used these abstract things to convey uh, convey these ideas which is worked very well i thought you know i mean uh, uh, how do you thank you uh, uh, large language models how will you visualize them <laughs> but you've managed to kind of you know to give an idea of it with these sort of uh, uh, things you know 
Really, I found that point. Yeah, so, yeah, so? I th- I think we we got to we have to represent AI in some way that was clear for me visually. Huh. So that's how I brought in that uh, AI assistant that he uh, Hugo the character has Aida. also called Aida. Yeah, uh, and that Aida's look is basically it's derived from an A with an I inside. Oh, uh, so you can see A and I if oh. you look at Aida. Uh, wow. That that was my way of putting it, but then I realized like when it comes in French, it's intelligence artificial. <laughs> so it's <laughs> IA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I used that motive everywhere to depict AI, and that grew from there. So when it's large language model, it has that kind of face, but like it's building muscle and like you know it's getting bigger and bigger. So I think it gets playful in the visual sense, but we have to be very clear that you know the information is taken seriously. So I can't I can't make too many jokes on it. Then you won't take the information seriously. So it is like that was the balance I was trying to keep. Yeah, yeah, and I thought you know going forward like this whole thing about how it needs so much energy. The layperson has not understood this, you know. I mean, we all think AI, AI, yeah, okay, it might steal jobs, but this larger thing about the environmental effects of it, you know, you've brought that out very well. I, I have to say that I didn't even think about that side. I just thought before this, I, honestly, I, I mean, I'm showing my ignorance, but all I thought about is job loss, and and you know, my sons also keep talking about it because they're animators, and oh my god, you know, this is going to take away all our jobs, you know, things like that. So. I mean, this is a constant discussion in my house. So uh, this is what one thinks, but I didn't think about the environmental aspects of it. You know, so actually it seems pretty bad the environmental side because it takes a huge amount of energy to train single machine, and now we're going into a scale where these machines are just they have to get bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's why we say after a point like. The uh, the new machines or the powerful machines are so big that no country can even own it. Maybe China, maybe US, uh, but it's purely moved into like a corporate realm uh, in yes. that sense. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, you like like you, most people don't think of it because the narrative has been very smartly diverted from this uh, energy problem. Because in fact, it even says AI can help. Potentially help in uh, fighting climate change. That has become a narrative. But you have to see that first there has to be so much training, and then they have to like get the models to that level to work on the climate change things. And it's not going to go up there and like change the setting of the climate or anything. It will make us have slightly more efficient ways of dealing with energy at that time. But we are not really saying what scale of AI is needed to get there. By the time we get there, I think half the planet would have gone. Uh, Or, I mean, I could say it like that, you know, also. Uh, Because we are, uh, right now, AI usage is also taking a lot of energy. Like earlier, only like some limited number of people are using this AI. So this whole thing needs a lot of processing. When we spread it out into a social media kind of uh, level, like when yeah. everybody's playing with it, that processing power itself is going to be like really massive. 
and it's yes. only after that that we'll save some from what uh, how much we are spending so it's a little bit twisted the narrative that you know ai is going to come okay it will make like some better climate model or something like that and all but after it has you know taken so much of resources and uh, probably done that much damage so yeah. the narrative has been controlled by the ai interested parties um and that is not going into like the kind of minerals that you will need like you know you know that now for cell phone you need certain minerals so that's why like you know we are going after heavy metals under all our uh, forests and mountains and other yeah. things land so yes. uh, like that there will be many chemicals that are needed and you will find new things also you will find that okay these are better in this thing or the mineral works better in this thing and uh, then we're going to like uh, you know go hunting for that all these costs are not added uh, you know we're just talking like how much energy it takes that's all uh, it's going to be it's i mean it's unreal for me to think that okay to make uh, life more convenient that's all ai promises uh, it'll make things more convenient for us uh, to like uh, if you wait it just doesn't hold for me there's the environmental thing and all the surveillance and control and the rich are going to get richer poor are going to get poorer the powerful are going to get insanely more powerful there's going to be so much like control in our lives just because we have to be on a pretty solid system to for the ai to work AI cannot work with so much grey area like we have in India. Like if so many people are not on the population census or like uh, you know, then AI cannot work. So first we have to like set all these things in place so that it's like a black and white grid that the AI understands. It's like you know possible in some European countries or something maybe, but uh, uh, it will take a long time before like the stage is set for that to happen. So we are talking about like. you know how we had for other like that another like larger uh, exercise where you know you you need so many other things to get on this uh, platform like that to make it work easily you know hmm. and so, you know i also found this idea of this the corporate state you know that was also very interesting like post democracy you know uh, the fascist and the corporate state that's that's really yeah i mean i thought you explained brought the reader round to that very well so want to talk about that that is home territory <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that that for me is like home territory so you know it's a continuation of like all the other work that i've been doing with my world of hala hala so hmm. there's a lot of like uh, it's a complete takeover happening in hala hala there are corporate states happening over there uh, and my uh, comics have always been dealing with it from this kind of an angle and i found that you know it's just that okay earlier we were talking about large corporations or we are talking about resources like depleted this is just a new excuse for it like ai is just the new um, face of it but the attitude with which we approach it that's the problem uh, we are talking about ai in the hands of the same people who brought us or us who brought ourselves to this place where we are on the brink of like existence sort of thing then we say like climate change is so bad and everything but we totally don't um, try to control anything about it uh, with ai or anything because business has to go on that's yes. the attitude uh, yes. we i'm from advertising we make lies to like you know fool people about like weakness of companies as the strengths so that kind of thing is happening uh from the business side uh, so yeah like uh, when it adds to like see firstly we 
the ai needs a lot of information now it's dependent on more informations from people it is not by chance that everybody is playing with ai today mm. ai needs that input from the people to learn more because yes. everything else out there it has learned also mm. now this alignment learning like learning with people getting feedback from people is the stage that is needed because mm. that you cannot do with like a limited number of people in the company or something mm. so we have to scale it out and we have to get so many people to use it only then that thing is learning it's like how we trained photoshop and all like we were given photoshop for free uh, when we were in advertising firms in the 2000s and all uh, and we all got used to working on that and now photoshop is like uh, paid for uh, licensed so all of us we cannot work without it so now i work on like procreate on ipad <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's that kind of thing happening um, with this ai thing so if you uh, if you combine the learning that ai is doing which means ai knows everybody inside out like so then social media is also part of that learning right we are all willingly giving ourselves <laughs> out there and you know in our most thoughts our photographs our you know our loves our dislikes our political things that's all i mean it's fantastic for ai right that's what we are doing we are yes. like willingly parting with it no yeah uh, see all that information Uh, you need in the system uh, for many benefits that they have, like uh, what to advertise to you, and like also yeah. you can sell that information to governments and all that. What the AI can now do is collate all this at super high speeds, and like you know, so much more information that uh, it's it's meta stuff. Like so, yeah. uh, combining all that, it will know more than me about my friends or yeah. like my inner thoughts or something. It will know what what I didn't go and click on or. what i like went and clicked on when nobody is looking everything like you know so yeah. ai does all that combining all this like really fast and that's where it's good at like uh, so, like in the book we say like if you want to find a particular like uh, mineral that is uh, better in combination with another mineral for say solar panels or something we might have to go through so many combinations and permutations to find it ai is yes. very good at doing that same way with our behavior and like our bank details and our travel and our location and like you know interactions all this coming together at the same time so that's how we are going to like teach it how to like uh, become us uh, in that sense so uh, that leads to control and uh, we are seeing these um, sort of like fascist uh, corporate uh, interest in like uh, governments across the world right now because yes. capitalism has come to that point right now yes. and uh, it's the same kind of thing many countries are facing um so i think uh, it's a wrong time to put it out there this powerful tool slash weapon into these hands mm-hmm. but also there's a uh, i don't know you know whether there's an there's an element of inevitability to it or is is it that now that we've brought into the idea it's become inevitable i don't understand you know from the time we am uh, doing this ngo work with like uh, greenpeace and stuff also uh, it's always the next thing is always inevitable and the only thing inevitable in this ai thing i see is somebody is pushing to get a monopoly uh, somebody is pushing this so fast that you have to um, enforce it before regulations come in place this is how the corporations are working before yes. because uh, regulations are going to be tough because it's a new territory whatever yes. government it is they will take time to like figure out what are the issues with it 
But yes. before we figure out the issue, we want to like push it in and use it in such a way. We want to like make profits. We want to like fire a lot of people and uh, use AI. Maybe you know uh, after some time we'll realize the AI is not good for it. But we are ready to re- take that risk. And I think the whole push is a complete business idea. And even when I'm talking to tech people, I think well, the smart thing in this um, in this presentation is that we haven't drawn line between the commercial and the scientific or the technical. Uh, you know, e- even the people who are doing the technical stuff, they feel that you know it's together, but it's actually a lot of the commercial interest with it. Yes. Um, we are not drawing that line. We are only playing with the uh, like the social media end of uh, AI. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Then you know also while I was reading your book, I also thought about the the fact that these things are happening in a single lifetime. Okay, but we we are finite creatures. We are all going to die, right? So what about AI? You know, I, and yeah, I, of course, you know, there's this thing about uh, immortal avatars, but. It's not going to, ha- I mean, we are all going to die soon. So what is going to happen with the AI and, you know, all that, that, that is an, is a, is an area which, I mean, because we have no control about the future, right? We have just, I mean, we think we have control of the now, which we don't, even that we don't really have control because there's so many variables, right? So what about that? I was asking Laura the same thing, like, where does it go? He's like, uh, without regulations, you know, we have to wait for resources to run out for this race to stop. Uh, so uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's in a in a sort of fictional setting, I would think of this world where humans are finished and like only AI is like running around and doing things, but they don't <laughs> know what for because... You know, like they they were programmed to do things for humans, but the humans are gone. So they run around doing these things, but like they don't know like what to do with it after. They probably like uh, I, I had imagined a setting like that, but uh, I I think like you know this this narrative it cannot just keep growing, right? It's like a, a it's like when I was studying economics and commerce, like uh, we just keep on like. Uh, getting bigger and bigger and bigger and that's the dream of every corporation also somewhere it's not real and uh, we have been uh, we've been like kind of hooked with our lifestyle thing you know finally uh, if you if you think about it like we have been living okay Uh, they say it can be better or it can be more convenient for some things but Mm -hmm. uh, what is the price and who pays the price that was the question like uh, convenience for whom and at what cost? And I don't think we are like really thinking about it. Uh, we don't like to think about it. Anything that affects our lifestyle, we don't want to go into it. That's why I said like even when we are working with like basic like environmental NGOs and stuff, if we mm-hmm. tell people to change their lifestyle a little bit, then it's a problem. They'll give you two hundred rupees every month to like run this thing and take the guilt off them, but. Uh, <laughs> Changing that lifestyle is a little tough. So yeah. I think if, like, I would look at it like, uh, suppose we plan some regulations or we do it in an ethical, responsible way, like we say in the book. Now, that is another problem for me. Like, we have said it in the book, but I already see this ethical, responsible thing being used as a greenwash by all the companies. It's just like 
how early 2000s all the fossil fuel companies became green with like these leaves tender green leaves and said better tomorrow uh, happy future type of thing so that kind of thing is already permeated into the ai thing now nobody talks about ai irresponsible uh, you know it's all we are, we do like uh, responsible like what is responsible is not been defined so much and uh, there's a lot of lip service to the correct way of saying it uh, that's what i see now we have to see like how it actually works out i'm very skeptical about this approach because on the one side they're saying this but on the other side the scale is just going uh, like multiplying at like some level so are we really doing this like i don't know <laughs> Mm-hmm. and also like we are so complicit in everything right because we like you said because of our lifestyles and because we want you know i mean i can't like like even uh, uh um hugo klein who's i mean i'm guessing he's uh, he's the alter ego of laurent and ayo is your alter ego right you know talk about uh, uh both you and laurent appearing as well you know hugo klein and ayo <laughs> ayo in the book so <laughs> yeah so talk about that yep um for the sake of the story because we had to go through many aspects explain so much ai and everything as a story device i needed a character who could do all those things and i found like what laurent was doing in france i thought that the best explainer he's teaching in a university he's also ceo of a company and he's this guy ex academic who had the scientific interest and all which is why i can connect with him more as as an academic and scientist from that perspective i don't think i would have that same interaction if he was purely like a ceo looking at a startup and only yeah. looking at the business side yeah. he probably wouldn't have uh, opened up that whole area for me it became yes. much more comfortable because somewhere within him also there is this little uh, not regret but this soft spot for like the academia uh, life that he had and the dreams that they had at the time and there are other friends of his who stayed on in academia so you can tell that okay he's he's probably feeling a little guilty about the tons of money he's making <laughs> on the <laughs> business side you know yeah. uh, so i could kind of tap into that to like uh, get the different aspects of it and it's very clear that uh, the approach for the business thing is very different because somewhere i have to get him to remove himself from this character so that also i would tell him now you're laura you you don't you're not hugo klein uh, now think like laura uh, and, and then otherwise it's like now think like hugo klein and then yeah. see if what i've written is okay because one of the things is and the sad uh, truth about it from the uh, from the real world mm-hmm. is that laura was very clear that no ceo of any company will take a decision like you written in the book okay nobody is going to like say okay this is going to lead to some larger harm or something and not take this lucrative deal that they've been working for all their lives yes he's yes. like that's he's like that's pure fantasy i'm like yeah this is story and this is where we go into fiction um like we need to and also like he's a protagonist like i need to give some values to him why are we following him as a <laughs> protagonist like 
you know we can't explain we can't explain all the negative side of air and the end of it is like okay screw these people like you know i'll just look after my like the, our readers will uh, feel a little let down you know? so, <laughs> so that is a business reality that i have been trying to face all my life i think and i'm i'm kind of a child in that that i i believe like a kid like you know some change will happen or so whether it's like this work or like uh, you know the political work i do uh you know we always have this like uh, kind of a fantasy feel in it and when we hear the real business people or the real politicians talk about this that's when we get perspective like we're not taken seriously or anything it's just a little pool of people like talking some shit which will never come it's just a bunch of dreamers kind of thing so this kind of reality hit me so i was like okay um then i uh, my coming in was because as io i have gone into a few stories in my own world mm-hmm. so i wanted to connect that uh, thought also to this thing because just of like you know uh, this is called dream machine and mm-hmm. in 2012 i was i had made a book called aspirus where mm-hmm. the dream takes over your head now okay. this is from my advertising world mm-hmm. uh, we are making dreams and we are selling it to people and then you think you're living your dream that's the beauty of it so mm. i put that into a very simple story where you know one dreamer has a dream and it goes big and everybody likes it and it becomes everybody's dream and they build a city for it and the dream takes over and everybody lives in dream city mm. so we are constructing that kind of an image and i think that analogy works very well in ai or any trend that we are doing where we blow it out of proportion to that level so it has a direct connection with or that's why the tone of the book uh, even with the drawing there's more in the drawing than in the text so because yes. where where we where we have to stop with the text i will stop with the text but i can imply more with the art so this yes. is all coming from one one area that i am looking at ai from but i have to be like factually correct with all the stuff that uh, the technical stuff that lawrence putting also and i understand so mm-hmm. it was a sort of like a, um middle ground between the, these two views and that's when i thought okay like uh, our meeting was anyway funny it was like uh, you know kind of uh, this total chance thing that is kind of a story so mm-hmm. i thought okay we'll make that we'll take that into the thing and uh, also for like for my drawing uh, ease i think i needed to make some some people with some crazy expressions so i put my, myself in there with all funny expressions <laughs> and everything because um, people were being very like <laughs> because all the other characters are very like clean and you know they don't they don't uh, express too much because it's europe people and all that so i was like okay <laughs> i need to go in there and make some faces or like you know, like just break that thing yeah like you know like just do that little bit of comedy thing and also uh, poke uh, with some of the questions that i have and because a lot of it i thought is also uh, seen only from the west or seen only from the places where these decisions are made from for example i had a tough time conveying to people the scale of unemployment population and all that that the same thing will uh, cause in a place like india 
you yeah. cannot visualize people are say you're thinking like you know you set up a tent and you give some relief and it's over that's mm-hmm. all uh, the most uh, common argument is that people will be free to follow their passion and i'm like okay listen i'm following my passion and somebody ai is going to come and take over that so yeah. somebody want me to find a new passion or something like mm-hmm. uh, 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 these arguments are very one sided or like you know uh, there's another guy at um, uh, the litfest in uh, kerala uh, who came and uh, there was a panel in trivandrum and he's like uh, he he was very uh, very foreign and very adamant uh, in a way the the argument is like the watch was invented a long time ago now uh, if you didn't use the watch like you know how will you live today like these are things that we have to learn to live with so my argument to him is you know this is a gun and i'm going to come and like blow your brains out with it i'm not doing it just because there are regulations and laws in place you know this is yeah. also something we invented <laughs> like people can say anything and like you know finish the conversation or take the mic away or something like you know yeah. uh, so you you know where these things are coming from so i am coming in as this uh, artist who worked in ngo and all that i mean my character ayo is coming with all these questions like like you know what about this perspective where we think we may not need it we are fine without it okay yeah. like i i got my uh, smartphone and we are using this kind of technology to do the phone call and all fine we'll draw a line somewhere but where it comes comes into like our freedom where it comes into taking jobs and stuff like that maybe we can take it a little slow and see then they'll tell you like industrial revolution also happened like okay industrial revolution happened in like 100 years this is happening overnight mm. Yes. The displaced population needs like another place to go to to be absorbed. Are we creating avenues for that? Are we like giving them time? So things like that will come. So that is and also the environment part of okay? it because for me we didn't elaborate enough on the environment side. Yeah. Um, we could have gone a little more, uh, but that those are the. issues i uh, my character wants to come and poke from a different side not from the tech side from a art or like ngo background he's coming and asking these questions that you know why why are we doing this because if you look at it objectively some of it can be seen like a like a mystery like why do we have to do it now at before like things are like you know finalized or like fixed or even like you know things going to go wrong ai is lying and they say like you know they don't even say it lies they say like uh, it gives um what uh something fact it gives uh, fabricated uh, facts to fill in the um da- data kind of thing basically it means it's like bullshit it's like yes it will do anything to please you and you don't yeah. know what level it's going to try to please you so yeah. we can have it a little slow that's all i was saying yeah and you know i found it interesting where you brought in uh, this whole thing about um, you know Uh, surveillance and social media and uh, fascism and the growth of fascism across the world and and the fabrication of facts the the manipulation of facts you know and ai you've managed to bring all that together and to present it to the reader now i found that interesting about the book do you want to talk about that i hope i did but like you know just yesterday i heard uh, a story and i was like shit i should have used this in the story it was there in my head i didn't use it so uh, a deep fake uh, cfo did you hear this no no uh, ha a deep fake uh, video of a cfo uh, doing uh, like he's appeared on um, video call with some people and struck a deal for some 2 and 1/2 million dollars and he's taken the money is gone nobody knows who, who it is it was it's it's the cfo's face 
and it's a deep fake uh, interaction he had with some clients and he's taken the money and he's gone like this, this is the like this is the, uh, the opening of this new yeah new pandora's box thing just imagine like you know i may not even be talking to you and then yeah, at the yeah. end of it you will say okay george just for the interview just give me your aadhar and your bank account <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I I mean there are so many things we could have like done now I feel and as the, I think that's going to grow only but yeah as as a as a, a chronicle of that this period that we are going through I think it'll hold it'll the technology will uh, get updated like very soon so yeah. I was I was wondering how long this thing but uh, I think as long as we are going on this method of like just teaching AI more and more stuff I think the book will stay relevant, and it will give you a picture of how we thought of during this time. Yes, uh, that's also the thing in the book, like you know, and people, where people are confused about it is whether uh, you know uh, whether we will reach some artificial general intelligence level where you know it's as smart as us or something. Uh, that's another point. that we everyone's interested all the all the kids are always asking this like you know when are we getting to that level uh sad thing i mean uh, maybe not so sad thing it's a nice thing that i we won't reach that level the way yeah. we're going yeah, yeah that intuition is not there that's what we put in the book yes yes the intuition is not there that's true and you know i i i like you know this very postmodern sort of way in which you had like four different endings you know uh, four four three or four four na five five okay yeah so you know talk about that like you the all the possible endings you know that was uh, that's nice see when i when i thought of it i thought it would be a smart mar- marketing gimmick sort of thing to have ai generate some stuff and put it there mm. um slowly as we went on i got more possessive about my story and i don't want this ai to have any control over my story Yeah. I want the story because it's very random. AI doesn't know what is good and bad. Even yeah. in art, it doesn't know what is good or bad or anything. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to give it any freedom with the story as such. So we finish the story and we sort of conclude it in a way. And there is that game reality happening in the background. Yes. Uh, so then after we fed that whole story to AI in a summary. So mm-hmm. we said, okay, these are the characters. Then uh, Laura had to like uh, train the AI on the visuals. So okay. we have fed uh, about six hundred of my uh, like first five chapter drawings. Yeah, we fed it into the AI, saying this is uh, Hugo, and it's a painful task. Okay, like each image has to be labeled as to this is Hugo, this is Anna, this is like so and so, this is so and so doing so and something else. Like otherwise, it might think it's a cat or dog or something, whatever. <laughs> so like it's. Yeah, it's being trained in my style of drawing because you know there is a it's a very uh, gray uh, area right now, and I'm not uh, for creating AI art really uh, mm-hmm. because, like we say in the book, like um, AI doesn't create it, reproduces. Yeah. So we are training it uh, on a lot of stuff, and it's re- reproducing from the data it has. That's why the intuition part is also not there. Yes. So, there was a ruling in the us where ai art cannot be copyrighted so that is a kind of an important point because if it cannot be copyrighted then a lot of people won't be printing it or 
publishing it and making money on it. That will become a problem. But that is also like up for all these regulations whenever they come. We have to see case by case how to solve it. But mm-hmm. I think it's the right way to look at it because uh, it's been trained without permission. Now, recently at Mid Journey, there yes. was a leak. Yes. Yeah. So you know that they have been actively training AI on these particular artists. And then the next bunch to be like trained there's uh, M.F. Hussein and all these guys also yeah. and uh, more than uh, regular people I think the estates of these artists would be more upset because they always like guard it like yeah. you know, so yeah. so much the original <laughs> art and all that yeah, it's yeah. all being used uh, to like train uh, yeah. um, so the, the, that, that area is there uh, so that's why we want to train the AI with my drawings from the book so you know it's kind of clear but you know it it has been trained on other information also like if i tell it to draw something in my style which is not there in the book it can mm-hmm. still draw like you know some scene in paris uh, if you tell it to draw in my style it'll still draw so mm-hmm. it was part gimmick and part like an explainer as to how much it can do uh, how well also at 600 drawings we know this is the level it's not very good it's just it's enough to like good. put it out yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at uh, say 6000 drawings it'll draw like uh, you know um, probably better than me uh, in my own style <laughs> so uh, you know that that can also happen and for the text we have to prompt like separately so everywhere we've written the prompt you talk about it'll draw better than you but you know in the last chapters after i realized and i went back and looked at the drawings there's a mechanical quality in the like it is yeah. like scenarios which is not there yeah. in the, uh, the drawings in the beginning you know like like yeah. uh. It is a you know if when you know it's happened and you go and recheck it you think oh okay you're catching the difference between the human and the AI you know yeah and you'll also see the difference between the different engines we use for drawing because uh, some people can look at this and tell they told me this is stable diffusion right uh, um. I was like yes. It is stable diffusion because Mid Journey creates differently. Uh, um. So people have like realized that also, like uh, how earlier, like e- even now, AI has a problem with fingers. Like th- huh. it just does, cannot understand fingers. It's drawing another hand on the end <laughs> of one finger and all. You know, like I, I don't know why it's so complex, but something there is. There is a logic that makes the AI do that. Like you know, in that um. in its thinking, it's got that something that when it comes. After it separates into fingers, then it doesn't know what to do. It's like, it's, it is like stuck. So now, uh, now they are slightly getting better on the finger thing. But um, yeah, these um, these these situations were just for just to uh, illustrate. You'll see in the prompt also. Like we have prompted yeah. first, and it was yeah. not it was not good. Okay, so at the end of the prompt, you'll see add dramatic detail, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then the air is like okay. Four. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. say add more detail. Then we went into. Uh, uh, yeah, I found this quite. I mean, I found this quite funny. Of course, it's not really funny if it happened. But this one prompt: old woman playing the VR game until she dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because because we prompted many times and it's not giving us what we want. Okay, then we're like irritated. We're like, no, she just plays and dies. Like. <laughs> Yeah, we we even prompt like make it like in the zombie area we said like make it gory and all that we've said <laughs> and then <laughs> and Anna is a zombie <laughs> quite funny that is yeah. yeah 
So because those are that's where we can play, you know, nothing more. Yeah. This this is like the what it can be used for, not to give you some real good information, new information, nothing. With what we have and with these kind of like gimmicks, we can play, and that's all we are doing with AI. We are stuck in that phase of like playing with the gimmicks and falling for the tricks. I would say without looking deeper, all of us are now become part of this setup, like the game. That's my. Equivalent of the game in the book, hmm. uh, we, we are all like uh, part of it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, but at the same time, all this energy is being wasted, <laughs> right? While it's happening, yeah. Yeah, I'll, like yeah, energy. Like we are wasting energy, or like <laughs> the AI is wasting. Generally, AI, you know, the use of AI and all that, which. I don't know. It needs to be opened up. It needs to be told. Like you know, for example, like not just a scrolling on Instagram. Yeah. How much energy does it consume? Like yeah. we should have a, a a table for things like that. If you yeah. do, like, so you know your own like actions, which you think is like not affecting anybody. You know, so it's yeah. not just your political actions now like that. You think yeah. like, oh no, 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 I'm just sitting quietly. That also means something. You know, yeah. even when you're sitting quietly and like uh, scrolling through your thing, you're consuming it. You're uh, yes. you know, adding to the problem. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think it'll be. Yeah, nice to have like a list of things. You no, know, what you do in your daily life, how much it like costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like how uh, all these companies, which used to there used to be companies which were trading in slaves in the 18th century, and very like proper European gentlemen with very proper lives and religious beliefs were uh, trading in humans, and yeah. not yeah. because they didn't really think of them as human, and you know. They didn't yeah. think of those repercussions or whatever. So it's exactly like that, I suppose. In in a way, yeah. being blind to consequences no, it, of your it own. It is. Action. We are we are just following that thing. If it's okay, it's okay. So now now this is the norm, and we'll play by it. And uh, we know all these things, but we've also become very good at like. Uh, you know, uh, putting those blinders on and not looking at other things. Like you know, Manipur is happening, uh, Palestine is happening, all that. Like. we now we don't like uh, we can function while all these things are happening and it's given to us that okay we have to function wh- while all these things are going on so it kind of like reduces our uh, our sensitivity to all these things you know it becomes uh, we'd rather go and play with some ai or like you know just distract yeah. ourselves for some time yeah. um that's that that's where all this thing feeds more and that's what it wants because while we're doing that it can learn our behavior and how long we can stay on one game or you know uh, like all the all the advantages are always like that give you better suggestions on what to watch and what music to listen to and all that uh, you know uh, but really like no they are not even talking about the scientific uh, advancements through ai because very little funding is going for that comparatively the funding is much larger for uh, these things where it spreads out into like you know these nonsense games rather than where it can actually be applied for you know really useful things which people can't do where mm-hmm. ai is really useful uh, mm-hmm. that's where that part about like uh, all the big uh, tech is owned by the profit making guys so there are no like independent researchers or colleges or laboratories or government setups doing uh research with the social impact in mind or how to mm. make things better 
it's just about how to make uh, profits uh, yeah. so profit that changes motive. yeah yeah probably the first big tech to come to us at this scale which is only looking at profit and not looking at like you know how it uses the world so it's like really in the business hands it's like a it's like a corporate guys like wet dream we are handing it over to him like that mm-hmm. and on that rather uh, <laughs> you know scary wet note, note. <laughs> we'll have to end so for the listeners you know, go out and get apapan and laurent dode's dream machine ai in the real world it's a graphic novel and it really makes you think a lot and it's got a lot of ideas and great graphics it's really beautiful to look at as well so uh, thank you so much george slash apapan thank you thank you, you manjula it's really nice thanks for like talking me all the time okay Ciao. bye all right bye To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 